Hey, where have you been this week? Welcome to the TravelRight.today podcast. I'm Doug Wallace. Thanks for listening today. You in Puerto Vallarta? Really? Can't think of anything more imaginative than Puerto Vallarta? Common as dirt. In the same vein, kinda, today's how-to is also common. It's how to avoid common travel mistakes. Do you think you're a savvy traveler? My telltale checklist will see if you're ticking all the right boxes when it comes to smarter travel prep. Chances are very good that you are making at least one of these pre-trip blunders. Nobody wants that. Number one, book airfares as early as possible to get the best price. This may seem like it goes without saying, but many people wait too long before committing with that final click. You might hope the price will go down after your initial research, and in some cases, that may turn out to be correct. But more often than not, the price will go up. It's a fine line to walk, but it's better to pay a little bit extra early on than a whole lot more later. Number two. Get a new passport six months before your current one expires. If you stick with this rule, you will never have to worry about visiting countries where this is an actual non-negotiable requisite. Can you imagine how dumb people feel when they're turned away at the airport? Extra, extra dumb. Number three. Check to see if the country you're visiting requires a visa or an e-visa beforehand. Some countries, like Australia, can surprise you. And while you're at it, you could also check if the destination will charge you for a visa on arrival and how much that's going to cost. Head to the internet with visa requirements for Canadian citizens. Canada currently ranks fifth in the world of countries with the most travel freedom in this respect. Hmm. Number four. Make sure the name on your passport exactly matches the name on all your travel documents. You don't want to have to be explaining your name to border officials who might not speak English very well. Number five, make two copies of your passport. One goes in your suitcase and one you leave at home with a friend. Just scan it and email it. Make a third copy for under the insole of your shoe if you're one of those people for whom that would not seem odd. Seriously, just upload a JPEG of your passport to the cloud. Number six, always travel with a little bit of currency of the country that you're visiting, at least enough for a taxi ride to the hotel. What if there's no bank machine or currency exchange at the airport? It's too late and everybody's gone home and you need money. Too bad. Foreign cash in hand before you leave town also has a way of making you feel not only cosmopolitan, but a little more excited about your upcoming trip. Number seven, find a good online guide and research your trip thoroughly at home, like right down to the hour, rather than doing it in your hotel room, or you will just waste precious holiday time. Planning ahead helps you, what, anybody? Make every holiday minute count, that's right. Well, our trip to Curacao last week, it was incredible fun. And for part of it, we stayed at the Flores Suite Hotel, Spa, and Beach Club 
over near Piscadera Bay. It's an adults-only, gay-friendly, super relaxing place. Hospitality, warm and welcoming. There's a free happy hour every day at 5, so everybody gets to know everybody else. And every Friday at 6 p.m., there's a rainbow lounge party. This is where all the local LGBTQ community people and the hotel guests congregate in the big all-white lobby with drinks and DJs and food. Such a fun vibe. Flores is a host hotel and one of the organizers of Curacao Pride coming up in September. Visit curacaopride.com and floressuitehotel.com from $130 US. And while we're talking about Curacao, the food is incredible. For an island that imports 90% of its food, they do better than pretty well. Everything we ate, everything from the Santa Barbara Resort beach barbecue to the simple market stalls was absolutely spot on. Snap It restaurant gave us an authentic intro to Curacao cooking way out in the countryside, and that carried on right to the goat stew at the Willemstad Round Market. We also had an insane culinary experience at the Biblau Hotel in the back out by the sea. I try to eat outside the box when in Rome, and that includes the iguana stew at Yanchi Restaurant at the western end of the island. It was delicious, the place was packed, and I'm not surprised. I even ate aloe vera at an aloe vera plantation. And you know, my hair never been shinier. Let's move on to our nation's capital for a little travel industry moment. Air Canada very kindly sent me to Ottawa recently to spend an afternoon with the delightful Veronica Rivest. She's one of the world's top sommeliers, and she curates the wine lists for all of the Air Canada business class flights. We hung out at Veronique's Gatineau restaurant. It's called Swaff, and we drank our way through a special wine tasting and got to know how her wine brain works. It works really well. She likes to select both comfort wines and wines that are a little bit out there, so that's that's already in my good books. Definitely going for a balance, not too high in alcohol, not too big, not too heavy. Wines that are the most food-friendly, of course. The more I learn about wine, the more I realize I don't know. So next time you're in Ottawa Gatineau, check out Swaff Bar Evet and say hello. Today, my peace of mind is about people who don't know enough to shut up. I realize that I am getting more and more sensitive to noise, but nothing bothers me more than people who don't listen when other people are trying to talk, particularly tour guides. So rude. I'm stunned by how many people pay to go on a tour and then talk through the whole thing. They don't listen to anything, and by extension, they teach their children that this is acceptable behavior. It's never the kids, really. It's their stupid parents making all the damn noise. And you know, I can't even blame the Europeans for this one, or Americans, to be honest, because I experience it everywhere. So I look around and stare. I put my index finger up to my lips and crossed one eyebrow. I even walked to stand in front of the objectionable person to block him from the speaker, like... You are dead to me in my bossy mind. So, tour guides on the street, tour guides on the bus, in the museum, wherever anyone has the stick, they get to talk, not you. And that's a piece of my mind, however small. 
I guess today's moral is, if you don't have something nice to say about someone, just say it quietly to your friends. Then, help people who need it to open up a big can of shut up. That's good advice. Find more travel inspiration at travelright.today. Thank you for listening. Please hit the like button and please subscribe if you haven't already. I promise, promise, I'll be nicer next time.